right. We managed to pull this off. I'm just going to, let's just say that I, I have not actually been in the palatial studios of Odyssey and WORD since 2019. And I had to do it today because the bunker, the bunker went, uh, the bunker went AWOL on me. It just wasn't firing up the way it had to. And then, of course, <laughs> and then, of course, um, I had to drive here. And I got behind some guy that was getting the best gas mileage his truck could get because he was going 20 miles below the speed limit. Anyway, I digress. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I'm being asked on the text line, I was asked to spell sologamy. Solo gummy. S-O-L-O-Gummy. Let's talk about Patrick McHenry. His, right now, he is the de facto temporary leader of the House. And, you know, everybody's making a big deal about him slamming the gavel on the text line. Well, I just had the text line, and it's gone now. I just got rid of my text line here, and we had the text line up here. And on the text line, they were telling me he is, he's, just not, he's, just, he, he's just not all that in a bag of chips. So I don't know anything about him. He's from North Carolina. I should know more about him. However, an interesting thing has happened. So apparently, even though uh, you know the, the 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 QAnon shaman found it and a few other guys found it, apparently Nancy Pelosi's office was called the Hideaway Office, and um, supposedly this was afforded to ex speakers of the House. Well, McHenry got out there and told her to get out, and he told Hoyer to get out of his too, out of their little hideaways, and. That's interesting enough. Of course, Nancy got all upset about it. Nancy, and the reason he did this is because Nancy did not get the Democrats to back McCarthy. Which, McHenry, if you thought that was actually a thing that was going to happen, if you thought Pelosi was going to work with you, you're a fool. You are a fool. Here, I got to get this back up. I'll get it up in just a second. Having said all that, I, I was... Curious about this office thing because everybody's making this big brouhaha about the office. Turns out Kevin McCarthy gets the hideaway office. <laughs> Kevin, I don't want to be Speaker of the House anymore that gets the hideaway office. Now, interestingly enough, Pelosi got out there and proclaimed that the decision was a sharp departure from tradition. And she allegedly told McCarthy prior to him becoming speaker she would push back against any such move to remove him because when he took office, he took office with the caveat that this vote would be allowed. Which is, you know, that's not exactly a resounding vote of confidence. I don't even know if I would take the job over that. He's done all the things you have to do. He's sh sh shaking all the hands and he's gone to all the fundraisers, and he's taken all the money from the various parties that are involved that are the supposed power brokers in the shadows. And uh, he's, he's done all the things to get him to this point. And the reason McCarthy was a speaker was because it was his turn, not because he was qualified. It was because it was his turn. Now, now everybody's mad. And supposedly one of the reasons McHenry pounded the gavel, which he only did at one time, was because he was so angry at this process it played out. That's okay. I understand you guys are not used to this kind of stuff. You're not used to uh, 
You're not used to uh, this kind of thing playing this way, are you? Now, here's my only request going forward. Because I'm, I'm pretty much done with McCarthy. McCarthy's out. Okay, cool. The two guys that should have run are now going to run. Why didn't they run before? Why didn't Scalise get in on this? Why didn't Jordan get in on this? And I think I know the answer to that because every time when, – when, when John Boehner was Speaker of the House and he stopped being Speaker of the House, he just sort of lingered. And then he was gone. It's like all of that – all of their power – is spent when they become speaker. And then when they're not speaker anymore, they just they just drift away. Now back to the whole politics is a team sport thing. The Democrats in the House know that it is a team sport, okay? The complaints against McCarthy were 100% legitimate. But there was no viable solution put forward in this complaint that was being put out there as to what we should do instead of this, right? Just got to get him. Got to get him out of here. Now, with what they've done, Jamal Bowman just got off for pulling the fire alarm. And what's going to happen with the impeachment inquiry? Because now we're, we're, we're distracted dealing with this nonsense. Nancy Mace of South Carolina, she got on TV and she said the reason she voted this way was because women's issues should be pushed forward and it wasn't happening. He wasn't doing enough for women. With one exception, I, you know, I've only got one question. Uh, is is gas higher for women than it is for men is food are food prices higher for men or you know and what about you sologamists out there how's that working for you i i just want to know how that works out i i need the polling data on the sologamists Laura ingram got out there and she was questioning them and talking about this is just something you do and and this is the thing this is where the outrage is coming you just don't do it that's what they're saying right well here's what i want to see Get behind somebody and then get behind him and play as a team, please. It's got to start somewhere. It may as well start here. Jordan declined because he supported McCarthy. He did not want McCarthy to be taken down. But he's thrown his hat into the ring. Multiple Republicans are voicing support for Jordan. We need to do this in one ballot, too. We need to turn this around and make out like, okay, you guys had your chance to play with this dude, and he probably would have done some nice things for you and done some things you wanted to play, but now you're going to play our way. And Jordan would be the guy to do that. Scalise, Scalise is pretty hard-nosed, but he just, he, he's so hard that sometimes I think he gets actually sort of detached from it all. But Scalise was a very loyal McCarthy supporter himself. So, and in the in the run-up to the vote, he tried to persuade his colleagues. He sent out a letter trying to persuade his colleagues not to go to this point. But there you are. Now we're at this point. So, okay, nobody listened to you, Steve, and nobody listened to you, Mr. Jordan. So now you guys have got to get in there, and somebody needs to lead. Somebody needs to fill the vacuum. And when I say fill, I mean actually go out there and lead, inspire, get the coalescence going. Get the cohesiveness going. Get everybody on the same page. 
pull these pull the eight renegades aside and say, okay, we're going to do things this way, and I better have support from you on every step of the way. You want it? You got it. Here we go. And if the Republicans would actually do this, see, one of the things that gets, you know, it gets bandied about. I don't see too many people talking about it. If they would actually be effective and perform, and, you know, okay, so it doesn't go anywhere. Do it anyway because that ties up the bureaucracy while we're going through all of this stuff. And, yeah, okay, Biden, he, he vetoes it or never makes it past the Senate, but it takes up their time. Giving politicians a lot of time is very dangerous. Very dangerous. And, uh, well, the less time that they have to think about things, then the less time they have to be there and do things, the better we're at. This is why I want government to be shut down. I I really want it to be shut down. So Jim Jordan is part of the Freedom Caucus. He's the chair of the House Judiciary Committee. And Matt Gates called him his mentor. Jordan announced his bid for the for the speakership before Scalise did. Will he concede? I don't know. Whatever happens, we got to get behind. We need to get our boys to get behind boys and girls get behind one guy and let's go. Now, I was wondering what you guys thought about all of this process, though. So I decided to look for some polls that I never believe, but they're always fun to look at just because just because they are. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Going to the phones to Bill, of all people, in Greenville. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Hey, Bill. Uh, I, I was glad to hear you talking about uh, Republicans kind of being spineless wimps. Those are my <laughs> words. I know not yours. But but, but I, this has been so frustrating me, for me for a long time, so... Why is this happening? Why are we letting them do it? And what can we do to fix it? Well, we have elections. Now, how is it that Lindsey Graham keeps getting reelected? That's always my issue. Well, I know why he keeps getting reelected. I I know exactly what happens when that happens. Do you know why? No, no, I totally agree. Um, Well, you know, go ahead. I'd like to hear your side. Well, the last time somebody tried to primary him, five of them tried to primary him. I think Nancy Mace was one of them, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they tried to primary him. None of them could distinguish themselves as a cut above the rest of them. Nobody could get out there and explain what they were going to do that Lindsey Graham doesn't do. And because uh, while they're all out there complaining about Lindsey Graham, it, it's more than just talking about Lindsey Graham. You got to give a vision. You got to give a program. You got to give an outlook. You got to give a platform. None of them could do. None of them could articulate that, right? huh? <laughs> You actually have to do something. Yes, you do. And it, it's not enough to not be Lindsey Graham to get him out of the way. So, uh, plus you have you have a big machine behind people like Lindsey Graham and like like all of these guys on here, right? And uh, some of these guys, uh, you know, like uh, Trey Gowdy quit, right? Trey Gowdy decided to quit when he actually had a chance to where he could perform. Why did he quit when he was in power of everything? He was in charge of all these committees and everything. He just decided not to run again. Why? Probably in charge of all of the proverbial BS. 
Probably. To some, I mean, he was in charge of all the show trials. We have a bunch of Soviet-style show trials where we get out there and we harumph, harumph, harumph over people that do bad things, and then we don't do nothing to them, and they just like, oh, okay, fine. I was on TV the other day. Did you see me on TV? That's that's all that happens. So no, I, I didn't do. I didn't see it. Yes. So in, in in answer to your question, the biggest issue we have is the non-engaged citizen of the United States, the low info voter. There's way too many of them out there. They only, you know, they they get their news off of the magic box. There's Republicans out there that will tell you that Trump is a racist. Well, how come you know that? I saw it on CNN. What are you doing watching CNN? Well, that's the news, isn't it? You know, no critical thinking. Yeah, it's a lack it, of critical thinking. It, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I guess that's the part that frustrates me is that the ill-informed public, you know, they'll vote based on the number of signs they saw in a yard and think that person is a nice person and the person to vote for. But like you said, they're they're ill-informed, misinformed, and then they complain when that person gets voted in. Yeah. So now they have this opportunity, this rare opportunity. They did this thing that nobody's ever done before. Uh, Gates, the only problem I got with Gates is that Gates, if he was going to do this, what Gates should have done when he said it, in my opinion, is he should have said, I want to be speaker. I do not like what he's doing. I want to be in charge of this, and I want to move this in a different direction. But all he said was, I don't want him to be in charge of it. And he, he basically, right. he basically uh, the way he voted, sort of set up the whole thing that, where they had to go towards a continuing resolution. Because he had an 8% count uh, cut in the growth, which, uh, you know, cutting the growth is hard enough. It's not, an, and listen, it is not enough. Cutting the growth is not enough. But until you have uh, hard majorities in there and until you manage elections a lot better than we did in 2022 – this is the state of government, unless everybody wants to put on some plate carriers and let's go down the street with, you know, the torches and the pitchforks and, you know, riot city. You know, we can do that. We could do that. But, you know, nobody's going to like how that one works out. So do you think that the Republicans are just complacent, meaning the people are already in office now and they're not wanting to educate and change the public you know, to get more people involved? I think that there, I think once it, it's very hard to get into office. When you get into office, it's very easy to stay in office. And being in office right. is a really cushy temp job to have. Although it's not as cushy as you would think, because you have to maintain a residence in D.C. and you have to maintain a residence where you live. So that hundred eighty thousand dollars doesn't really go that far. But the prestige it brings and all of the little graft and corruption you can get involved in, well, you're on your way to making some big bucks. Plus, if you can stay in there for ten years, you get you get a uh, you get a, a, a pension out of it. So why not why not do it and all this other stuff? And I think once they get into it, they're just so relieved to be in it that they just forget to look beyond Washington, D.C. That's all they see. They don't get out there and they don't look at the inner city of, of Chicago and say, you know, this is all about drugs. This is all about not having fathers. This is all about not having schools. They, they don't ever get beyond that. They just they hear about a number, and they're only as good as their staffs, Bill. These politicians are only as good as their staffs. Let me bounce. Thank you very right. much. Let me thank you very much for the uh, for the the call. It's always good to be called by another Bill. It's a very rare breed out there. When you're Bill, you're something else. On the text line, option B, please. Plate carriers and pitchforks send a message. Well, it's a two way message though. It's a two way message, isn't it? So um, we don't want to go that route. Now on the polls, a lot of people were out there, so, you know. Somebody said, what do you guys think about what just happened to McCarthy? Well, 46% of Americans approved removing McCarthy as Speaker. 
disapproved. Among Republicans, the margin narrowed a bit with 44% supporting the move and 34% opposing it. Which means, when you look at this, if this is the way the House is made up, if the constituents reflect the House, then that means we have a divided Republican contingent in the House at the moment. 47% of Americans believed ousting McCarthy was a power grab, and that included 41% of Republicans. So this means it wasn't motivated by, by principle, but for a desire for more power. I am convinced that Matt Gates is now looking at, uh, he's, he's salivating looking at uh, DeSantis knowing that he can't run for the next, another term. And he's going to do, he's going to use this. When I served in Congress, I got rid of the status quo of the establishment Republicans, and I will keep you out of the establishment of the establishment uh, dogma that follows you everywhere in your everyday lives as your governor of the great state of Florida. I'm, I'm almost certain that's going to be his thing. And that's fine. That's, that's perfectly okay. But, you know, he put forth a little bit of a subterfuge out there. And Jordan would make him an excellent speaker. So, you know, for me, this is sort of a win. This is sort of a win. And I think the Democrats are actually going to regret this. This is, <laughs> this is, uh, this is one of those things. It's, but it's interesting. It's interesting the way it played out just because of uh, certain logistics involved in it. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Now, are we going – will the GOP remain conciliatory? Are they going to look out to the Democrats and say, we're going to do this, but we would so much like for you to do it with us. Now, when the Democrats do that, when they say, we want you to vote with us on this, what they're looking for is political cover. When somebody comes back and says, listen, you just outlawed everything we do on the weekend. Well, we got 50 Republicans to vote for it. So they get political cover out of that. And the Republicans, they get out there and they want to be like, well, you know, we need to have bipartisan this and bipartisan that. I hate to tell you this, but the partisan part of it is the problem. I mean, we did that with uh, with with the Bipartisan Community Safers or the Safer Communities Act or whatever they call it thing. And they're reading all kinds of things into that. They're reading into, well, we can deny gun sales to people that have red hair and parted on the left if they buy their gun on a Monday. They, that's They're reading all kinds of nonsense into this stuff. So giving them anything is ridiculous. So on, on the text line, Bill, Jim Jordan just said on Fox News, there was nothing wrong with Kevin, so imagine him as the next speaker. Do you want, let me just ask you this question, do you want open warfare amongst the Republicans in the House, in the Senate, or do you want them to govern? Do you want them to get hard-nosed and go? So does that mean that Jim Jordan is a McCarthy sycophant because he said there was nothing wrong with him? In practical terms, there is nothing wrong with him because whoever the speaker is now, whoever it is, if we get in there and we bring back George S. Patton and make him the Speaker of the House, he still has to contend with a Democrat-led Senate and a Democrat president. So in that vein, yeah, even though I didn't like McCarthy. I got a question for you. What happens when the dog catches the car? Mull that one over. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
One of the reasons we don't have cameras in the control room is you would see what we do in the control room. We don't want that getting out there, do we? Now, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. You can get podcasts, plural, on the free Odyssey app. Don't cost nothing. You know, I don't see it very much, but when I was a kid... In my neighborhood where I lived, there were dogs all over the neighborhood that would chase cars, you on your bike, whatever they saw. They would just chase it because they're dogs and they could. So they would just chase the car. I never actually stopped when a dog was chasing me to go, "What dog, excuse me, why are you chasing me? And most of the time when the dog is chasing the car, if the car stops, they just stop and wait for the car to take off again because they don't know what to do with the car if they actually get out there and uh, <laughs> if they actually get out there and uh, catch the car. Now, they chase the car because they can. And they want to. Which reminds me of the U.S. Republican side of the House. I, I, I don't think you quite, for some people, while you're out there, you're probably like, Bill, you're just so, this seems to really be like your thing. It is my thing. Uh, when you get out there and you take an action without an objective, you may very well succeed in the action, but you don't have the ob objective. So therein comes the problem. You got to have an objective. What is the reason you're doing what you're doing? Otherwise, you don't do the operation. Now, we know that the action that Mr. Gates was going after was get rid of McCarthy. He didn't want him to, he didn't, he stood opposed to it from the start. And, uh, you know, they sat him down and they said, well, we're going to let you be this if you do this, 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 and this. And the fight for appropriation bills and Conservatives on the Rules Committee and other giveaways empowered conservatives and forced a return to the functions of the chamber as it was meant to run. But once they got that, Gates did not appear interested in that particular fight. And it makes me wonder uh, how, how effective a lawmaker you can be if you're only if you're if you're if you're fixated on something like this. He was interested in fighting McCarthy. Now, the details of what happened here are this. There was an earlier attempt at a continuing resolution that was a conservative plan that moderates agreed to. They had a chance to pass an 8% cut in non-defense spending, funding the border, and not funding Ukraine. This would have gotten us into November with reduced spending and more time for the proper appropriations bills. This was a good plan because to start to cut against the debt, you got to start to cut against the spending. Gates scuttled that plan by recruiting some of his colleagues to join him. So they forced McCarthy to come up with a clean continuing resolution that kept spending at current levels and required Democratic support. And that's what Gates said would happen. He made his own prophecy come true and used that as the basis for his call to get rid of McCarthy. And it worked, and now the House is in a deadlock because there's no speaker. 
And now they've got to worry about finding a new speaker versus, um, you know, working on appropriations bills. Now, even Gates has admitted that there was no plan for a replacement. All he wanted to do was get rid of McCarthy. And then while he was going along with that, he did a little fundraising off of that, which is uh, politicians will fundraise off of, a, you know, a weekend party. I mean, it, it give them an occasion, they'll find a way to fundraise for it. I can't tell me, I cannot tell you how many uh, things I've gotten when I, you know, in in the Second Amendment advocacy, where I keep, I still get letters today about all of the non-returned M1 Garands from Korea. Everybody's always looking to fundraise, but Gates, here we have a thing of uh, the the dog catching a car, and the conservative agenda was sort of in motion when this was arrested by Gates. And now, and now, it is more likely that the next spending agreement will be without any conservative output or input. So in the, in the, if you're looking at an objective, he was successful at get, getting rid of, uh, of McCarthy as a speaker, but at the same time, he shot himself in the foot with this. <clears throat> and he's not the only dog that caught the car. McCarthy's political ascension is thanks to his endless wheeling and dealing. And uh, he worked his way up the House GOP career ladder until he got to the top. And in a very historic fashion, that's been ripped away from him. He caught the car, too. He got his dream job. But because of the route he took to get there, supporting big government and big government spending, siding with establishment goals instead of conservative ones, his fate was sealed. Because the only way he could get into that was to make some more deals, except the deals that he was making. He's not used to making deals with people that actually do what they say they're going to do. Chaos for the sake of chaos is not a strategy. It's actually a lack of strategy. It's a lack of a plan. And the Republicans could really use a plan. I like disruption. Disruption is great. I love disruption. But uh, it's all fine and dandy if you have something ready to go to replace what you have disrupted. So the Republicans, some Republicans, started a fire, and now some Republicans have to put that fire out. And forget about the moderates working with the the conservatives. They're not going to do that now because now they feel burned by Gates and they look at Gates as a figurehead. And in some cases, they're looking for a reason not to work with Gates or not to work with conservatives. Now, recently, there's been polling going on out there where Americans seem to feel like they'd be more happy with Republicans running things, more comfortable with Republicans in charge. Wow, we snatched defeat from the jaws of that victory, didn't we? So let's get behind Jordan and pick it up. We got time to salvage this, but I mean, gosh. Slavery, feudal slavery. That exists today. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, I'm just pleased we fended off the emergency that happened two hours ago. 
I might share that with you one day. Not likely. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Right now, the elites, which are all of them are harumphing right now over McCarthy, they, a lot of them would have you believe that the most dangerous threat to our security and happiness, and it's in this order, Russia, global warming, and unapproved speech. Now, the actual truth of this, and, and see, this is the thing that makes the entirety of everybody on the debate stage, on the Republican side, this is what makes them all unattractive to me because they all believe that the problem is not that the state is unconstrained. It's just not going in the right direction. And the state can solve all issues, and the state cannot. State control versus individual liberty is what is the problem right now today. And this will if unchecked by somebody, by some group, by some, you know, coalition, this will lead to war. This will lead to social upheaval. And it will lead to revolutionary change. And it will be bloody. And everything else that's going on right now, all these little things you see here, you know, Jamal Bowman and the, and the, and the, uh, and the fire alarm and McCarthy being, all these things are just psychological distractions. And they are rejoicing right now that these things are happening. And the globalists know this. Everything they do is designed to steal your personal freedom and expand government oppressive control. They want 100% control over you. And to that end, you know, they're, you know the, the old saying is the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Well, that's... In the case of the oligarchs, that's absolutely true. They're like a massive, a massive uh, Hoover. They're just sucking things out, out, you know, money, power, wealth. And they make us weaker doing it. But there's a dilemma brewing. There's a dilemma happening now. Um, <clears throat> people across the United States, a few of them have woke up they, and that, you know, while they're out there saying, well, you're woke, you're woke. Actually being awake and aware is going to be their, their undoing. The way the government conducted the COVID experiment, that was the tell. If this were a poker game, we would have known their hand. There was the tell. They got out there and like when they were trying to make the arguments about the vaccines. First, they said, if you get the vaccine, you're not going to give it to anybody. Then they said, if you get the vaccine, well, you might still give it to somebody, but it's not likely, and you still got to have the vaccine. Then they said, well, you know, the vaccine doesn't actually prevent you from getting it, which that means it's no longer a vaccine. It's a shot. It's not a vaccine now. Vaccines actually keep you from getting things. They're, a vaccine's like a plate carrier, if you will. It's resistant. The, uh, the COVID vaccines were not. I don't know exactly what they were. Thankfully, mine that I took, which I'll never take a booster. I'm never going to take anything again. Um, I didn't have any side effects. I think that's probably because I'm cantankerous. I'm not sure. The big reason the COVID tyranny backfired is it relied on a premise that normal people cannot see what's actually going on. And... You know, if the danger from the Wuhan flu was so great that it justifies lockdowns and censorship and forced injections of an experimental vaccine, um, 
We weren't seeing anybody falling over dead in the street from this. Now, we saw people falling over dead in the street because we see that all the time. But every, and everybody died of COVID. Nobody died of cancer. Nobody had a heart attack and died. Nobody had a brain aneurysm and died. It was all COVID. And people that, when, you know, with a basic K-12 through school education that actually got educated by it, they could look at the scientific method and see that it was nothing of the sort. So their biggest issue today is that things are starting to turn around and there's not going to be this 100% acceptance. So all that forced masking and everything, understand this. This is If, if we wanted to lure them into attacking us, this is how we do it. Because we make them believe, well, we could, we'll mask up if you tell us to, okay? Great exalted ones. We'll give up everything if you say to. Great exalted. You know, we're luring them in. But, we, you know, that's not what happened last time. But it's set now. We've, we've, you know, what happened in the House was the first salvo. The only problem with what happened in the House is that they didn't actually have a target. They did the right thing, but they didn't have a target. Chew that. I will talk to you in 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.